So we can eat. Here we go. All right. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about a movie that is practically daring people to risk their lives for a dumb game are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Pokemon Go? Okay, fine. That's not a movie yet, but it will be and will probably look a lot like Nerve. I thought that's what Nerve was. A nerve was Pokemon Go. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, people running out in the street doing stuff, stupid stuff, until they get killed? That's Pokemon Go. Has someone explained it to you? Because I still need it explained to me. Pokemon Go? Yes. Yeah, they they put these Pokemons uh, on in with some sort of GPS deal. So that's how they do it. Around GPS. town, and you gotta yeah, it's like geocaching, but and then you yeah, even know and, what that but, is. But you hold your phone up and you see it on your phone. Is yes. that what happens? Oh, yes. Okay. Grandpa Caius doesn't think this I don't, is... I don't think you hold your phone up and see it, because I think we found out you have a 4S. But because you take your phone around, and you basically mapping out everywhere you live, and everywhere yeah. you're going, and everyone you are with, and where they're going, uh, there have been surveillance concerns. To the point oh. where... Let me just share this real yeah, quick. Yeah, uh, Paul I went has to a little a Comic- something to do with that. I went to Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and they had a Snowden panel. Last panel I thought they'd have at Comic-Con. Oliver Stone, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zachary Quinto, Shailene Woodley. It's a movie about Edward Snowden. Oliver Stone's first appearance at that Comic-Con. That was at Comic-Con? And I asked this of the panel. Uh, one of the big things people are talking about now as far as uh, safety and security goes and surveillance is Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. It's a Not thing good. in the news. People are saying they're running around with their cameras, mapping out <clears throat> where they live, where they're going, everything they're doing. Your thoughts. And so I put this to the panel. Zachary Quinto. You did that wrong, though, Paul. Yeah. You first didn't say your name, yep. what you do, I that know. you're an actor. Yeah, Q&A oh, etiquette. Yeah. Be sure to list your resume. <laughs> say that's why you like... Uh, right, yeah. That's Q&A actor. <laughs> the, the Q&As at Comic-Con are awesome. Yeah, because... Yeah, there's no, they totally if get past the all, all the self, uh, yeah, self-involved <laughs> actor questions that you get here in Hollywood. And there's no backhanded insults where they go... They, they make some snarky right, comment to yeah. the one guy How they don't want to... sell out, Ben Stiller? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, here's Quinto's response. What makes me happy is actually looking up from my screen and looking at somebody and, like, putting this thing down for uh, at least some part of the day, you know, and... Finding a connection that transcends the machines that are supposed to make us more connected. And, and, and I feel like as long as you can find a balance in that and limit your Pokemon Go time to like, then I'm all for it. As you can imagine, Oliver Stone, not so cordial. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really funny because it is what you're right away. Is, is on the money. He totally what, agrees with what's Paul. What's happening, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about it too, is this a new level of invasion. Mm-hmm. Ah, Heavy duty. Wait a pimp. I want to point this out. Paul got Actually, on. Yeah, softball, uh, Oliver. Go. So Paul was on the big screen. They put this hit, huge screen. Yeah. 6, it's all people. over the internet. Um, the and he decided that day not to wear his movie oh. guy's shirt. I know. It was a one day I didn't wear my movie guy's shirt. Because you know what happens is that somebody sees that and they just go, "I got what, what's that? And they Google that, right? Yeah. You do that all the time. When you yeah. see something in a show or a well, movie, you're like, A t-shirt, they, they, you'll yeah. go, what is the movie guy? Well, yeah. I thought it was fun when Entertainment mm-hmm. Tonight then talked to Zachary Quinto and they went, hey, Zachary, one of the most buzzed about moments was the Pokemon Go question. And then he was Ooh. like, I like it. You got fan backlash and everything. It's kind of fun. He's cool. Good job, honey. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Never compare us to the mayor in Jaws. Never! You've reached (laughs) ground zero for all things movies and comedy. 
We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, with scores of happy passengers passing by overhead. Each week we bring you a brand new show, absolutely. Paul, I uh, I have the money, but I haven't had a chance to roll my pennies, so I don't have it with me. Would you take a loose change and just trust me that I have enough for the show? I would take neither to the point where I will not charge you for the show. Oh, in oh. fact, you know what? Lucky that goes me. for everybody. Okay. The show is free. What? Thanks for bringing that up, Bart. Wow. And we encourage you to follow us on social media, at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free. Ooh. And please get interactive. Basically, oh. search the Movie Guys at Yahoo, Bing, or Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. At long last, our struggle against the man has been brought to an end by kung fu treachery. <laughs> Bart Caius? If you keep it up, Vernon's going to come right in here, and I'm not going to miss a whole wrestling meet on the count of you boneheads. <laughs> and Karen Volpe. It smells like burnt bologna and regrets down here. <laughs> uh, you guys are hilarious. Yay! <laughs> and? And what? And who's tonight's guest? Oh, yeah. Paul, we have a guest like every show, so who's the guest? Well, uh, Yeah, like a comic or a filmmaker or an actor. We always have someone, I Paul. mean, we've even had puppeteers, stuntmen, improvisers. Screenwriters, bloggers. Magicians, voiceover artists, authors. Yeah, that's all true. You know, that, that you bring it up. Everyone listening really should subscribe on iTunes. But the point <laughs> is, this week... We have no guests. What? what? No, no, no. Don't Wait. get down. We'll just have to exert extra effort to make up for the lack of guests. That's not oh, something I no. want to do. Oh, come on. Like effort I I guess a couple well, or, or? Or we could break the glass. Yes, break the... <gasps> Wait, break the glass. Break the glass. Bart, we've had a phone booth-sized container with the glass front on it here in the back of the studio for years. I've not noticed that. As a sign on it, but I've, I've never touched it. Oh, the one with the sign that says, in case of emergency guest, break glass? You know, I guess this is as good as emergency as any. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Ghostbusters, I ah. don't want to do a show without a guest. Right. So, all right, stand back, everyone. Cover your eyes. I'm back, Paul. Here we go. Standing. Oh! <laughs> Hello. How how are you guys? Oh, oh my, my god. god. I've been waiting for how how many years to, for that glass to break? Oh, I've been in suspended animation. Wow. You're fresh. You're very fresh. Your beard yeah. looks fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I secretly coiffed it when you all left the <laughs> studio. You had coiffing the space in that container. I had the coiffing year, space. You, the year's 2040 and our president's a plant. Oh my gosh, Robert Plant? <laughs> What are you made of, Twinkie? You look fabulous. You haven't aged a bit. <laughs> I have a creamy center. You're made of Twinkie. We should break this glass more often. This is, this of is course. Very great. You know, we're obviously doing the right thing. So I let me introduce so. to our audience our show-saving guest, <laughs> who you may know from his stand-up comedy albums, Palpable and One Pretty Peacock, available on RooftopComedy.com. It's Robert Buscemi. Oh, thank right you. On. Thank you. Thank you. Stalwart. Oh, my gosh. That was that was something. This Sitting over so there pre pretending to be in a... Glass booth. Seemed like you desperately wanted to say something about the Comic Con bit. Oh my gosh! I did. Oh, I love that. I, ha I have a. I have a particular. I've always wanted to write a bit about how people ask questions of panels. It's mm -hmm. just the best. It is the best. My favorite is when they just start talking, and there's no question at all, yes. and then they just keep talking about their cat. It's the best. And they never. And I. I'm telling you, I perk up, and if you go to. 
if you, if you, uh, uh, sometimes I'll go to these like SAG award previews uh, where they want uh, you those to come, yes, and they absolutely. you cringe oh. for your fellow craftsmen in the guild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is excruciating. I saw one an episode. What's the show that J Lo's on? Oh, uh, Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. Shades that of Blue. was it. Oh my god! And uh, some of the questions were just. Was Ray Liotta there? Ray Liotta was there. I can't imagine he he stood any of this. Oh, he was lovely. Lately. He was lovely. Um, he was great. He was funny. But I I I had to leave. I had I was compelled to <laughs> yes. stand up and walk out because like three people stood up and just gushed over J-Lo yep. and she ate up every uh, morsel of it came never out asked the, him to get to a question came out of the audience and hugged him and you've been my biggest inspiration oh, the, can I get a hug blah, blah, as a blah, question blah, blah. is the worst uh, oh it was just I will just brutal. have you know my uh, stylist she went to see J-Lo took her family all the way to Vegas J-Lo was two and a half hours late for the show Never apologized. Aww. By the way, I want to congratulate you for officially oh, yes. being in Hollywood because you said my stylist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you very that. much. You've done it. Wait you have minute. the same lady I do. She's your stylist. Wait, I do have that. No, I just love that. Uh, you know, calling Wait that. a minute. Do you mean your barber? Yeah. yeah. In Ohio, it's a barber. <laughs> yeah, the guy who shaves me. Right, so let me cap this conversation by saying you can go to themovieguys.net and find an article there called I Get It, You're an Actor. And it's all about... <laughs> It's all about these Q&As where the people stand up, talk about themselves, oh. and eventually and now, not ask a question. Great. And now the resume awards. Like, when I say asking yeah. questions, well, uh, you know, I myself uh, uh, was an extra on Shades of Blue, and uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Well, Never because, gets a question. Adam, you know that that works. Yeah. All those people get jobs yeah. You get cast right oh, there. Exactly. You go. It's so embarrassing. They'll oh, stand up and say... You may not remember this, but we worked together on Santa Claus's Magical Hut. Now, I was the girl. I was outside the trailer. My aunt was the makeup artist, and you were, you were charming. <laughs> and then the actor is, oh, give me a hug. Yeah. It is so intensely embarrassing. I certainly don't uh, moderate enough of these things, so I it's can the jump. Worst. In, so I can jump in there with. Do you have a question? <laughs> you know what? Yours was beautiful. Yeah, and it was right? beautiful yeah. that you didn't it was beautiful that you didn't identify yourself. Probably foolish uh, from the yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Movie and, indeed, movie guys. and indeed yeah. it was a fascinating ultra current subject that did indeed play right into Oliver Stone's mind. Yeah, great pair. Beautiful. It was, it was fun because it was a rather dry panel up till then, so we had some fun. <laughs> what was interesting is that Zachary was trying to play the middle and find a positive spin on it. Sure. But Oliver's like, that's great and all, but hang on. Here's why the end of the world is on its yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't play the whole thing, but he called it eventually totalitarianism, yeah, which is right. what made a lot of it go. And, and you kind of got blamed. You kind of got blamed for trying to be funny, which yeah. you weren't, which no. was nice. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Oliver, get Paul. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, also, I think, it's, I think Oliver came to your defense because you asked that question, and then the audience laughed. They did. That's true. And I think he was like, no, this guy's got a good question. Not That's have, not funny. Let's not have fun here. Did, did, <laughs> did Oliver Stone arm bar him to like shove Zachary Quinto aside? All right, here's what's really going on. That aside, though, yes. is there a better guy to direct the Snowden movie? Oh, it was oh, perfect. It's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. And the footage was good. So. Yeah. Uh, let's get on to our thing here. Robert will be sitting in the whole show Yay! as we venture into... Movie previews. Three new 
five films filling up multiplexes this week. Uh, you're right to come to us first. We'll give you the spoiler-free previews of what to expect. We haven't seen these films, right? So we're just talking about them. No, we've just been seeing Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. So, over and over. So we, because Civil War's not in theaters anymore. Yeah. That's exactly why I'm doing I it. I swear, you, you uh, are living my life this, uh, this summer, so my friend. I gotta see it as long as I can because right? it's gonna go away, and then it'll be on DVD and TV and stuff, but it's not gonna be in theaters. Yeah. Because they were theaters. never going to make a Star Wars movie ever again in your life, in my lifetime. Right. They're never going to make a Ghostbusters. Not a good ever. one. Yep. But then they did. They did. <laughs> oh, so so wonderful. Uh, well, I can't wait. And, and uh, we're going to do a to and from. We're going to go see oh, it totally. here, uh, in the next few days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that'll be exciting. I've been waiting for that. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, however, this yes. week, uh, for those who have only have a vague idea of who Jason Bourne is, well, then you're kind of like him. <laughs> and his newest, event, his newest adventure is entitled Jason Bourne. Also, we have Nerve. Oh, nerve. And later in the show, <laughs> hot on the heels of Lights Out, Absentee Father Month continues with Bad Moms. Looking good, Jeff. That beige windbreaker is really lighting up my board. Oh. Do you know what I mean? My vagina. God, that woman is a cancer. Bye, Jeff. Oh, God, here comes that weird little stay-at-home mom. Oh, my God, what is she wearing? Hi. Hi, guys. Maddie was up all night barfing on my hair, but it's great. I'm very happy. Gross. I think she's just got her sadness all over me. Here comes Amy. Just don't know how you leave your kids all day and go to work. Oh, yeah, but I also need things like money. Right. I'll see you guys later. Just love how hard she works. Such a hard worker. I just said that, Vicky. So there you go, in 30 (laughs) seconds, setting up the three bad moms and then the three good Supposedly good, but Nazi-esque moms Basically, who are running the PTA. it was the three bully moms. Those yeah. women are horrible. Oh, yeah. I like Un-PC. Un-PC's Me too. That's yeah. way better. Yeah, this movie actually looks like a lot of fun. There's a red band trailer yeah, it for it. does. I was yeah. kind of taken with it. Yeah. yeah. I and I like the fact that they don't play up any one of them as overtly hot yet schlubby. Like, we, like Mila Kunis is supposed yeah. to be the pretty one, and so she is a pretty one. They don't like try to downplay that, right? Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell, they make her very matronly. She's an adorable little oh woman, God, but she's so hot, isn't she? And they made her very <laughs> nice. Catherine Hahn, by the way. Yeah. On my list. Uh-huh. Fantastic. On, she has been on my radar for years, and she's always been kind of a background, not extra, but she's always been a, a secondary yeah. or tertiary. Yep, kind of uh, her thing, like a Judy Greer. We were talking yeah, about that earlier. Yeah, and I'm always yeah. like, ooh, who's that hot chick in the background? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and she's not the uh, quintessential blonde, blue-eyed no. hot. Yeah. She's very funny. And she was in the, yeah, they're all hot. the Visit. The Visit. The Visit, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, we'll get to that movie later. But first, Jason, born again on the big screen this summer. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Wait, Is this what? A Kirk Cameron movie or something? <laughs> <laughs> Not born again. Oh, I see. I read that wrong. Jason, oh. born again on the big screen this summer. As Much better. Matt Damon returns to try and help everyone forget the born legacy. Commas. They're important people. Uh, here we go, Bart. <laughs> With you, I'm Okay, that may not be the kind of music we need to talk about this exciting no. action yeah. adventure. Here we go. That's better. There we go. And this movie looks like it might be something of a greatest hits of the best scenes from all the other Bourne movies. Here's just a one example. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. Why would it come back now? There's a demonstration in front of the Greek Parliament building. I think she'll use it as cover. 
Yeah, sounds like a great idea, which is why it was used in the Bourne Ultimatum, or maybe it was the Bourne Supremacy, I don't know, but it was definitely used in one of those, maybe even both. Who can keep track, really? So yeah, it's great that Jason remembers everything, and so do we, which is why it feels like I remember seeing this movie before. Wow, so well, you're not going to go see this? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did that sound like a complaint? My bad. I love those first three movies. Why wouldn't I want more of the same? Wait, so let me get this straight. You like the Jason Bourne movies so much that if they just made the same movie over and over again, you'd be perfectly happy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but didn't you criticize Star Wars The Force Awakens for being too similar to the first Star Wars movie? Look, Paul, that's a salient point that clearly pokes holes in my current <laughs> argument, so if it's all the same to you, I'd just rather not pursue this conversation any further. Okay. <laughs> to the plot. After being relocated by the movie action star relocation program that outfits badasses with careers pit fighting in third world countries, Jason Bourne resurfaces when the CIA implements a new program to find hidden assets, first testing it on the career of Julia Stiles. Bourne spent the first three movies with an etch-a-sketch brain or amnesia, but now he's recovered, remembering everything but the plot to the Bourne legacy and who starred in it. He's the finding dory of action heroes, really. <laughs> Adhering to the old movie-making rule of show it, don't say it, it has been rumored that Matt Damon has only 25 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Perfect. And with those few lines, you just know that every one of his lines is going to crackle with suspense and import and gravity. Here's an example. Business. What? I mean, business, I think he said. Wait, here, wait, here's another. Tell me. Stallone-tastic. It's deep. Yeah. Wow, and to, to think it took only three people to write this script. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> Producers thought this franchise wasn't serious enough, so they brought in Tommy Lee Jones. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house in that area. All the kinds of houses. <laughs> <laughs> he will find a man. If you need a man found... He's your gingerbread house. <laughs> Wait, he's you go even, search every gingerbread house, every mouse house. He's even looking in shoes at this point. Yeah, every shoe, shoe house. Yeah. Every little old woman who lives in her shoe. Yeah, also trees. Every kind of shoe tree. And <laughs> Honestly, he hasn't looked this agitated since we saw him earlier this year in Criminal. Remember that? You probably don't. No. Not no. only does Jason Bourne return, not only does Matt Damon return, mm -hmm. but also returning is Paul Greengrass, the director of the best Bourne films, The Bourne Ultimatum and The Bourne Supremacy. And returning with Greengrass is his cameraman, who hasn't let his struggle with Parkinson's keep him from shooting. <laughs> I think he makes it work for him. It really does. It creates a style. Some it's critics, style. well, to that point, some critics have pointed out that the camera work is shaky. Uh -huh. May I remind them of the movie guy's John Woo rule? Please. We're not allowed to be surprised at the number of doves in a John Woo movie. <laughs> Plot points could surprise you. The authorship of the artists involved should not. Don't be surprised if Banksy chooses a wall as his next canvas. <laughs> now, if the critics' score on the vegetables as a measure of artistic value website is any indication, this movie will be great. It's got a 59%. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that means it's going to be good, right? The lower that goes, what is, what is the vegetable-ometer? Yeah, it's like golf, the, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, you're just right. Like yeah. The vegetable-ometer is like golf. It's like golf. The lower yeah. it goes, you know, the more you win. How hard is it to, to <laughs> just call reviews from across the web 
and put them on your site. We should just ha- get a site called Bunch of Douchebags Yappin.com <laughs> and put all the same reviews on there. Yeah. Happy. You know, call bunch it out for what it is. Fewer pop ups. It would be called Body.com. Bunch of Douchebags oh, Yappin. Yappin. Oh, nice. Body.com. <laughs> Like Unless that's yapping. taken by, like, you know, Richard like Simmons yapping. or something. Oh, right. Yappin.net. Yeah. People are trying to lose weight. They end up there going, why is everybody talking about movies? <laughs> I am happening? glad, for one, Uh-oh. that Julia Stiles is playing a bigger role in this. Because I had a big problem with her character. Karen, you might appreciate this. She's pretty this. thankless in some movies. I, uh-huh. Um, in the, it was either the second, I think it was the second one in the Supremacy, where he corners her down in a... In a uh, Hall, like a basement hallway. It already sounds rapey. Okay. It's, it gets a little rapey, <laughs> uh-huh. and he just basically lays into her. Well, the and he's nerve like, preview. You know, why are you following me? And he he grills her, and she just starts crying and uh. cowering, and like literally falls into a ball on the ground. You know ground what? And, a and Ghostbuster crushed. wouldn't do that. Ghostbuster wasn't wouldn't do that, and neither <laughs> would somebody in the CIA slash yeah, exactly. Pricker Briar, whatever they're in, Green Briar. I think they have yeah. to go through Briar. basic yeah. training. They yeah. would Treadstone. Treadstone. Treadbriar. Yeah. Treadbriar. Uh, Blackbriar. It was Blackstone. Sharper Image. <laughs> Sharper Image. Blackbird. <laughs> it's a special, Blackberry. special operative call. Right? Sharper I mean, it always bothered me Definitely. that she just, she couldn't stand up to him in that moment and just give her Give him the information. She cried and cowered. It was really so. I, I hope these she's play a, a lot on TBS, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May, I, I guess the only well. way the only way I would forgive that is if maybe it was a tactic in order to get him off her back. She played like that kind of character. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's just <laughs> it's crying not. woman, which for no I reason. Know, I and I, I, I dig her. I think I like her. Yeah, she's, she's I'm a big fan of hers. So. Yeah. And these are the only things she's in. I mean, she kind of left. I don't know. Is she in yeah. a lot of movies recently? Uh, not that I've seen. No. Uh, what's the one with Bradley Cooper that she was in? Oh, S- an American Sniper. Is she in that? No, she's in the one where he oh. he's the crazy guy that beats his uh, wife's lover in uh, the Notebook. No, what's it called? What? The Bradley Cooper. No, beat- Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, ah. she's in that. Yeah, she's the uh, wife of the hu- oh, of the friend okay. that they go to dinner oh, with. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. I think she's. Yeah, she's really cute. <laughs> yeah, she's adorable. Sorry. She'd be Short great hair. in Bad Moms. I hate to bring it down to uh, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Right? She'd <laughs> be a real bad mom. Yeah. Uh, it basically had me when, uh, when Green Grass comes back on board for this. Mm. Um, I don't know if the Gilroys are writing this again. Do you know that? Know. The, uh, Tony just... Gilroy is one of the big writers of adapting the first three novels. This is an original story, so it may not matter who's writing it as long as they come up with something cool. Paul showed me something that I thought he thought I think he thought would help me understand this movie. There's this really cool little featurette that Jason Bourne has on, I guess Matt Damon has on the internet to get you up to speed with what has been happening in the Bourne. Oh, yeah, but they... it's really neat. And the thing I like most about it is he does the thing that I do when I'm talking about a movie. Because I'll say, okay, and then he goes and he talks to Dan Aykroyd. And then all of a sudden Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd go on this chase and they hand off something to Ivan Reitman. But I use the actors' names instead yeah. of the characters. <laughs> yeah. So when he's explaining it, he oh, says, yeah, he, does. Yeah. he says like he goes, "Here's where I talk to Chris Cooper," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right." <laughs> right. <laughs> then I hand Joan Allen a suitcase. I'm like, "Oh, Joan Allen." I, know that. I remember her. Then I get in yeah. an epic fist fight with a guy. Then the guy jumps out the window for no reason. That's on him. <laughs> that's that's on, on him. him. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> that's my favorite line. That's Was he the gluconate guy? The gluconate guy jumps out of the window. Born in 90 seconds. If you're looking for it, that's what it's called. He catches everybody up to when he jumps out the building, lands in the river. He doesn't call Chris. Cooper, the guy with the hair, though yeah. you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. You know <laughs> Although I do need to catch up because I mean I need to. I love a good ramp up of uh, of uh, sequels, and we were talking about doing a ramp up and actually recording it as content for the show. But uh, because I haven't, they, they seem 
Treadstone, I don't know, did they solve that in the first, second, or third one? Uh, Blackbriar, is that the first, second, or third? It just, yeah. they kind of have these programs that I, I don't remember what the ultimate conclusion. TBS Boy? Well, the other, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Blackbriar actually was a larger program in which Treadstone operated. Okay. Um, so Treadstone was just this uh, this this uh, ancillary program to a larger black op. What I find absolutely fascinating about this, the first three movies, is that the second one goes back and fills in some some time gaps okay. because there's actually a line I do believe. Joan, get some rest. You look tired. Not Joan. Is it Joan? Yeah. Uh, get some rest. You look tired. He says it in both movies. Oh. He says it in Identity and he says it in Supremacy. Oh. And so what they've done is in the Supremacy while while. He was off doing other stuff in uh, Identity. You didn't know what he was doing. They okay. were focusing on Chris Cooper. So in Supremacy, they go back and go, oh, this is what he was doing while oh, Chris Cooper cool. was over here doing this. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, knew there I was like things stuff like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, we all forget that's what happens in life. And like, I, I have to say, I'm sorry. Yes, until Robert Pashemi was brought out of that case, <laughs> he was back there. <laughs> Having thoughts. Having I mean, thoughts. When we, we put had you no back idea. in that case, how you know many were there? You know what I lived on? <laughs> For all those, Tell all, us. That, all, the, all those years I lived on, it was, it's Hollywood, so it's the sugar, it, the glass is just glass sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar glass, so you can <laughs> break it. I licked it. That's why it was so thin at the end. Oh. That's how I sustained myself. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. That's very smart thinking. Uh, it's just like... <laughs> no, it's also good for your 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 blood sugar, and also you're like a cowboy from the westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's very nice. It was nice. Uh, let, me, let me play around with a couple oh. of things from the trailer. First of all, yes. Uh, I'm gonna get this rolling here. Let's see. There's um, is this movie the same but different? Because that's what I want. Yeah, I it's can't. absolutely the that's same but different. Good. I'm in. Yeah. I'm well, all, uh, except. Well, no, it's not. It's the same but different because I was going to say, except there's this huge scene in Las Vegas. Well, it's the same as the huge scenes in other cities, but they tear up Las Vegas. I know uh, people who live there that said they shut everything down. And the best part is you see uh, in the trailer a truck careening through the front of the Riviera, and I'm like, oh, they tore down the Riviera, which means before they did, they just oh! went in there and they just messed it oh, up. And you know, they're just going to tear Brothers the move. Riviera up. Yeah. That's nice. Well, hey, you guys got anything you're tearing down? Cool. We're gonna come in and <laughs> mess it up. We're gonna mess it up. But there's, there's, I want to go through the evolution of the punch real quick. Okay. Okay. So if you go through, this is a, a human getting punched according to your basic sound effect. Ah, right? <laughs> Ooh, piercing a little bit. Let me, let me try that again one more time. Though. Maybe not so piercing. All right. Now, it eventually evolved to Indiana Jones punching oh, somebody, which is my favorite way to, for someone to get punched. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's a good punch. Uh, and here's Jason Bourne punching somebody. Now, it's probably elevated for the sake of uh, trailer, but it's a little much. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, that was that metallic clown yeah, that yeah. was him punching somebody? Well, I guess yeah, he's got his Rambo hands full of glass, so maybe that, you know, was... Rambo hands. Crazy. <laughs> By the way, I just uh, I just watched every exploitation film that exists for a project uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. We're doing a black movie soundtrack, and I did the opening montage for it. The sound effects on the old black exploitation movies, you know when Charlie Brown goes to kick the football and then falls, that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. sound? Every person that falls in every one of those movies makes exactly that sound. I <laughs> like it's a mix of like dirt moving underneath <laughs> yeah. something that's yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's awesome. Wonderful. Uh, and lastly, yes. uh, this I love this guy uh, from the trailer. I think we could all just try our hands at doing like because this guy's in every Jason Bourne movie. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Why would, would anyone like to audition for that part? <laughs> <laughs> 
do you, the idea is that you 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 recognize recognizes him. He like, hasn't been like around suddenly for, he's in a camera or something. You go, yeah. oh, we're uh, monitoring the thing. Oh my god! Uh, zoom in on that, and oh. then there he is, and go. Good God, that's Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> okay, wait. I think I would word it differently just to make it my own. Yeah, yeah. Make it mm-hmm. your make it your own. Okay, ready? Go ahead and slate slate it first, Karen. My name is Karen Volpe, <laughs> and I'm represented by whoever, whatever. Um, for crying out loud, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Trying to get a day's work in here. What? Yeah, we got to do all this. Now he's right, here. Who called him? Robert, we're going to do yeah. Bart first, but I'm going to give you five. All, all right. right, Robert, that's five. All right, thank you, five. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Go ahead, Bart. My sweaty left nut, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> that's, good. that's good, that's good. You said make it your own. Bring Bashem into the set, please. Ready? Now, you've been going over this, no doubt, in your, yeah. uh, in yeah. your yeah. box. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be goddamn, it's Jason Boring. <laughs> That might be what How I was dare thinking. You, sir. <laughs> you know, uh, one of our uh, CIA agents is not really playing along when we see him in the monitor. So I just want—I just want to say, <laughs> when it comes time for review, that, uh, that Agent Buscemi is <laughs> really not playing along with us. Agent Buscemi, uh, lean in here for a second. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Ow! Uh, Adam, I mentioned this is not based on a Robert Ludlum novel. This is true. This is the first not based on a Robert Ludlum novel, unless you count Born Legacy, and who would? Uh, but I think what a boring title. Uh, you know, the the Jason, just it? Jason Bourne, like John Rambo or Rocky uh, Balboa. I guess. I guess once you make the fifth of anything, yeah, yeah. or sixth, and isn't th- this this seems to be suggesting that this is it, folks? We're done. We're wrapping it up. He's, we're bringing him home. He's he's remembered everything. He's gonna settle all scores. So this is As like if the who? ultimatum wasn't the same. Friday the thirteenth, the final chapter. There are twelve more after that. <laughs> yeah. Epilogue. <laughs> but uh, but you know, considering I don't know if you guys know Robert Ludlum, who wrote yeah. the the Bourne books, uh, his titles have such a, a very established pattern, so they could easily make one up. Um, so so easily, in fact, that I'd like to challenge you to play a little game here: real Robert Ludlum novel or one I made up. Oh, all right. These aren't all. These aren't all born, right? <laughs> these aren't. No, no, okay. no, no. The born. We're gonna leave that out of that because it's so just. So I got to get my mind into a Ken Forsyth, Ken Follett. Wait, is it Ken Forsyth? <laughs> Ken Follett, sort of. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you. A, I'll start out with with a, a, an easy one here. Right. Uh, for example, you know, the born supremacy, the born ultimatum, right? Okay, yeah. so here's another one which was made into a movie, The Osterman Weekend, right? The something. That's no, a movie. Something. No, okay. it's not. That's, that's a book and a movie. The uh, Osterman Weekend. If that's, it's been made into a movie, then I know about okay, it. Okay, okay. That's why I started <laughs> Otherwise with the easy one. Otherwise, screw. All right, so that's a real one. Here's a fake one. The Hudsucker Proxy. Is not. <laughs> but it's not, a real movie. Not. A Robert Ludlum book. Okay. All right, so here we go. That's right, so here, we go. Here, here we go. Tell me which one of these is a Robert Ludlum book and which one I made up. The Jansen Directive or The Mahogany Armoire. Oh, they're both nice. You did a good job, and he did a bad job. You met in the middle of like satire and reality. I don't think the armoire yeah. is lending myself to espionage. Okay, yeah, that's actually I made that one. You up. made that one. All right, here we go. Here's uh, the Gemini contenders or the Labia Majora. <laughs> 
I really wish it was the second one. It was a movie. <laughs> it it sounds been. like an important project. <laughs> might have been a movie. I just think that sounds like a Bubay Sisters album. We should take that. <laughs> it is, it is, you've got to do a Robert Ludlum cover to yes. it, like yes. a very like a government seal <laughs> and the labia majora. See, but I think you've taken a title of his, The Born Labia, and tweaked it into a made-up <laughs> title just you're to right. try and confuse us. You're right. I tricked you. You're, you're on my tricks there. All right, here's, uh, here's uh, one of these is real, one of these is fake. The Parsifal Mosaic or... The Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> There's no the way. The Canucks. You made up the Canucks. <laughs> there's no way the first one can be real. That's it must be. That's a real Robert Ludlum novel. Because there's no way the second one can be That's real. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the second one can't be real, so the, the first. But Both isn't an option. <laughs> uh, okay. The Aquitaine Progression or the Houndstooth Peacoat. The Houndstooth Peacoat is fake. It's, that's good. You went into Sherlock Holmes the time. Are you seeing a pattern I here? I see the pattern. Give me one more. It's as though, uh, okay, um, let's see. The Lazarus Vendetta or the Windows Upgrade. You, you know what? Everyone who had to live through a Windows Upgrade know that it can be very that traumatic. Is, yeah. It's the scariest it's one out there. It's pretty scary. That's the one that requires more people on headsets and more yeah. people going, my God. It's There's more people looking Jason at screens Moore. going, what the hell's going on? What's happening? I'll give you two more. The Scorpio Illusion or the Infernal Racket. <laughs> I think my mom has stopped the Infernal Racket yeah. a okay. number of times. But more than born might have, yes. right? Yes. And uh, I'll give you one more. Uh, the Icarus Agenda. Boy, that's a Robert Ludlum sounding totally. right there. But also, uh, how about The Labored Premise? <laughs> that's an improv group. That's an improv That's an improv That's a good point. Which yeah. one of these is a ska band and improv? For <laughs> bonus, ska group, ska band, or improv group? That's this joke. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that's this bit. All right. On to our next film. Prometheus Deception it. or The Dutch Oven? Right, okay. <laughs> the Dutch Oven! <laughs> the Scarlatti Inheritance or The Sundance Submission? Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> The Scorpio Illusion or the Union Carbide Difference. Okay. Bad Santa, bad teacher, bad grandpa. So what do all these movies have in common? They all have the word bad in the title. Right, mm. bad in the title. Oh, but you forgot one. Did I? Mm. Bad dates. Oh, I wish. Uh, no, I was thinking Ooh. bad moms. Well, you were thinking correctly. Let's talk about it. Here we go. Like Bart, then you've been dreaming of a movie starring Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, and Christina Applegate called Bad Mom. Okay. Calm down, Bart. No, no, I swear I've seen this, Paul. <laughs> Bad Moms? Really? Sorry, I'm with Bart in a movie. Not falling for it. You want me to think that this is a movie about moms being bad, like sexy bad, when in reality it's about moms being bad, like forgetting to pick their children up from daycare because they are passed out drunk at a bar somewhere bad. Right, mom? <laughs> when Amy, an overworked, underappreciated mom played by Mila Kunis, reaches her limit with trying to live up to the impossible standard set by supermom Gwendolyn, played by Christina Applegate, she recruits two other moms to join her in a revolt against all the perfect mothers of the world. That's right. They decide that being a good mom is just too hard and unrewarding. In this day and age, it's impossible to be a good mom. So what do they decide to do? Screw it. Let's be bad moms. Uh, I'm in. And we have title. Yeah, yeah, we do. What we need is a super cop. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite title moment in any movie. That is great. It's a runner. <laughs> uh, it's the year's second mom-com. Oh, pending. I already got it. Done. And it's released this week to avoid going up against Gary Marshall's Mother's Day. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Gary Marshall, or rest in peace, his franchise of holiday-based movies? Hmm. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amy, along with Kiki and Carla. <laughs> played by Kristen Bell and Katherine Hahn, respectively, set out to redefine motherhood. Or at least stop taking child rearing so seriously and have a little fun. And like a lot of movies today about adults casting off the chains of responsibility and getting in touch with their youthful side, this film features a lot of very hip music. Here's a clip. Mommy, mom, 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 mom. I'm hungry. I'm bored. Uh, hang on, that might that might have been the theme song from the failed sitcom in the mid '90s called The Mommies. Here's an might actual have might have been Good detective work. Here's an actual clip of Good the God, music featured in the movie, or at least the trailer. Yeah. This is we're having a good time. Though. Yeah, in, in my bathroom at work. Okay, with a soundtrack like that, I am betting that not only does wackiness ensue, but so does hilarity and raunchiness. Hard, yeah. how do you keep injecting yourself into this preview. All right, now this is from the screenwriters of The Hangover. Oh, great! So somebody's gonna be carrying a baby. Oh, wait, these are moms. They're yeah. all going to be carrying <laughs> This seems like somebody's idea of how moms should be rebelling. Oh, look how crazy and out of control we are. The stakes are low. The consequences aren't really harsh. Bad mom sounds like women who physically abuse their children or wind up losing custody. But do these moms really live up to the title that they're going for, bad moms? Hmm. Let's check the barometer of bad here, okay. shall we? Embarrassing your daughter in public. Not really bad because that's expected with kids. All right, bringing uh-huh. in non-traditional treats to the bake sale. Hmm, maybe we could cause some peanut allergies, but we didn't see anyone reaching for an EpiPen in the trailer. Look, the guys in The Hangover got to be drunk and go on a wild adventure. The bad moms get to go to a movie during the middle of the day <laughs> when they normally would be watching their kids. Seems like a double standard of rebellious behavior. Now, while Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis. <laughs> is old enough to be a real-life mom, she still looks like a babysitter who answered an ad in her dorm lobby that said, Wanted, Bilf. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, the whole movie ends in tragedy when one of the bad moms bakes a gluten-rich peanut butter and riddling cake for the school bake sale. There you go. That would do everybody. <laughs> bad moms. Woo-hoo. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad moms, bad moms. What you gonna do? Um, put the blue dot over the. Anyway, that's what I loved about the cops. Is like they would always drag a guy out of a hotel, like, and he's wearing the hotel towel that's too small, and they put the blue dot over his face. I'm like, no, no, there's other things that need to be hidden here. You're guys. wasting the blue dot. Yeah, you're wasting the blue dot. Blue oval. Only one blue dot per scene. Do not put the blue dot over Mila Kunis. No. Uh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, the the standard for mom rebelling here is pretty it, low. It's it's to bring a cupcake that's hey, bought yeah. from a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Modern. So in the Hangover, they get a tattoo on their face and <laughs> lose whatever. a tooth. They get a tiger yeah. somehow in their get room. Get married, visit hookers. Yeah, <laughs> on a, on a degree of that to like Casey Anthony. I mean, there's some wiggle room, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the real bad mom, starring <laughs> Casey. Anthony. Although I read that one of these one of these moms becomes addicted to heroin as a, oh. as a plot line. Hilarious. Pretty bad. Pretty bad as moms go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do like the I like the fact that it's a female driven comedy. I'm a big fan of that, and mm-hmm. I'm, I like that. But it just reminded me of why I love Ghostbusters mm-hmm. because, of course, I love Ghostbusters. But it's because Ghostbusters it gets away from women being really good moms or being a wife. 
Yeah. Who cares of any if they are moms There's or wives? They're women who are scientists who are getting things done. Not a guy in this trailer. Oh, I, I thought was kind of awesome. I was like, oh, yeah. it's about moms. Isn't that's but, a good point. But, but what I'm saying I have no is, idea if they're married or single or divorced or who knows. But, but what I'm saying is, it's refreshing to the uh, the other movie. I like it because they aren't even moms. Yeah, yeah. they're not even wives. They're women. Wait a minute. Doing are you stuff. saying they're just but people? They're people <laughs> doing oh. stuff. This movie's fine because there is an well, audience, I mean, obviously. Some for women this. are moms. I've heard. Yeah, but there's you know some that aren't, and it's nice to have entertainment <laughs> yeah. for both. No, I thought I think this is gonna do huge. I hope because so because those women need to go, yeah. they totally need to go to the movies. Like Jason Bourne, like that is the you know twelfth uh, action male centric yeah. movie in as many weeks. Uh, which I'm fine with. I love a good sequel. I love a good summer blockbuster. But this is this underserved demographic here. Absolutely. Like I, I know plenty of like uh, moms that like a, like a drink and uh, mm-hmm. aren't uh, you know like modern moms. I mean moms are like twenty you know twenty in their twenties and thirties. Moms and, you know. are people. Moms are people too. Weird. Don't you remember 2014's Moms Night Out? I think we've already seen <laughs> all this. Yeah. <laughs> of course you don't. Now, that I was um uh, who was in that? Uh, Trace Adkins for some reason is the oh. only one I can remember. <laughs> who was the woman in that? That was such a February release, right? Who was the mom I in forget. that? I don't know. That I don't think that was like a cast you'd be like, oh, I'd be interested in that. But these these are. I'm not Since volunteering. I don't know. For this, it was probably that Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not volunteering for this, but somebody should go back and watch that sitcom we alluded to earlier, <laughs> Mommies. The Mommies. Yeah. The Mommies sitcom. You know what? Figure out if things have changed all that much for moms. <laughs> I think they're kind of the same. Bushami should do it because he's been in yes. that case for so long ah, you need to bring yourself up to speed on current project cultures a project <laughs> well in case you again but with nothing but mommies on a loop <laughs> oh no that was the actual theme song from oh, that and it gets worse after oh, that dude, it that goes was horrible that's like the scene in clockwork orange where they pry his eyes <laughs> open and make him watch make things watch mommies. <laughs> this does sound much but that, that did sound much more than 20 years old yeah it was 93 to wow. 95 that show was on Here's something else I thought when uh, I was watching the trailer. I thought it was interesting that these women are being judged because they're not being very good moms and they're not, you know, taking care of the kids properly. They're not they're going out and having fun. And and that's any dad in movie world or television sitcom world. They sit on the couch. Right. Isn't that the joke? They're not. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I'm drinking at home. I'm not wearing a shirt. And I know a lot of single dads who are not at all like that. And I think dads get a bad rap. Oh, we're stupid. Men are uh, stupid. Yeah. They're yeah. dumb. Watch, a, com- Watch take- a commercial. Yeah. It's yeah. so sad. So in a weird way, I, I do think that dads should have a movie where they're just really great at yeah. being dads. According to you Carl's know. Jr., I don't know how to make a sandwich. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> There's a whole commercial where a guy just stares at bread like... <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm not exaggerating. First thing I thought of. Uh, And then he just goes to Carl's Jr. because I have no idea how to get meat between two pieces of bread. That is escaped my ability. Yeah. I I personally would like to watch a movie where dads are really good at guys are really good at being dads. Have you seen the trailer? Of this one? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. There's a shot of a dog wearing a bicycle helmet sitting yeah. in the front that seat. That was adorable. That's yes. That's freaking hilarious. So you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Which was to a hilarious uh, yeah. music uh, cut as well. There's like four music cuts in the whole yeah. thing, but that, that was a pretty funny one. Like cruising with the dog in the front seat with the bike helmet on. And the yeah. dog looks genuinely pissed. Like, oh. Oh, I can't believe I got to wear this. Well, I get pissed when I have to wear a bike helmet. <laughs> I totally get that. I like when a dog appears, and Karen and I laugh at this all the time, in a, like a household odors print ad, and he doesn't know. He's like, smile, he's like, hey! And then it's like, household odors. And then he reads it later, he's like, oh, come on! <laughs> I knew that was what I was auditioning for. <laughs> I wouldn't have smiled so much. It looked all adorable. <laughs> 
God. All right, let's get to our next film. Right. Aimed squarely at the teen demographic. But will they look up from their phones long enough no. to even watch this movie? Mm-hmm. It's called Nerve. A movie called Nerve? How dare they? There you go. Nerve is about a man named Jacob Evans who suffers an emotional breakdown after the death of his wife, whom he recently found in bed with another man. Uh, uh, I think you're thinking of 2013's Nerve. Uh, Let's keep things straight. Uh, We don't want to confuse our audience. No, we wouldn't. But to be confused by those two movies, the audience will have to see either of them, and chances are slim. I think the movie can describe itself best. All right, here we go. Shall we play a game? Wait a second, that wasn't it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, here it is. Welcome to Nerve, a game like <laughs> Truth or Dare minus the truth. Watchers pay to watch. Players play to win. Cash and glory. Are you a watcher or a player? Are you a watcher or a player? Are you a watcher player? Watch player. It's like Truth or Dare without the truth. Yeah. <laughs> It's that's like ice a cream weird. With- that's a weird tagline. It's like truth or dare, without the truth. So it's like dare. So it's dare. So it's dare. I was saying it's so like kids off drugs. It's like ice cream without the cream. Yeah. So it's just ice. a bunch of ice. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy your ice, everybody. Gross. All right. Nothing like a nice clean synopsis of what the movie is all about. Thanks, trailer. Mm. I hate wondering. Oh, we didn't give anything away there. Uh, War Games is actually more polite. Than yes. That. Would you like to play a game? Sit down. <laughs> Would you like to play a Nerve game? is about an online internet game where people sign up to be given dares to perform while live streaming the dare for others to watch in the hopes of catching all the Pokemon or herpes <laughs> or something. Actually, the game awards money for performing dares. Unfortunately, all the money is in Bitcoin, so it's completely worthless. <laughs> Stop feeling behind the times because you're not on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, Periscope, Pinterest, Imgur, Vine, Sklorb. You aren't on Sklorb? Sklorb. Let me get on real quick. Or Blonger? Well, you're not on Blonger? Blonger. Or, you mean you're not on... <laughs> what are you, 30? <laughs> Because there's a new app to be maligned for not being on when not being maligned for being on your phone too much. The makers of Nerve present it as the latest advancement in connecting with your friends. Ooh, a conversation? I'm not on conversation. Is it available in the App Store? Okay, Paul, now I'm actually curious. Is, is this based on an app? Uh, no, it's based on a book. Oh, then I guess it it is a movie. Continue, please. The Nerve app dares you to go out alone in the city and meet strangers and kiss them. What could possibly go wrong? It's cool, right? This looks very sketchy. Is this legal? Life is passing you by. You need to take a few risks every once in a while. I do take risks. Okay. You're playing Nerve. Do you accept your derby? In peer pressure, the movie, it seems all of V's friends are shallow and horrible. Bridget Jones' friends would never do this to her. That's right. The film's main character, let's call her... Michael Douglas? No. V, played by Emma Roberts, is first dared to kiss a stranger who luckily looks like Dave Franco and not like an overworked and tired app developer from Bakersfield. Bad deal for Emma Roberts. When Julia Roberts had to kiss a stranger, she got paid for it. And it was Richard Gere. The Nerve app comes from the makers of White Panel Van, the app that challenges kids to follow a trail of candy and video games in order to earn rides to rec rooms. (laughs) Then they're challenged to have a drink with a stranger. I need a punchline here, but I've yet to download the Cosby Yourself app. But just when you thought this was a terrible, terrible, terrible idea, things take a turn for the foreseen. Sean Penn shows up? (laughs) No. Uh Their clothes and money are stolen and their family's bank accounts are drained. You know, it's a little confusing. Uh, Let's have the trailer explain it again. It's uh, good at telling you everything. 
all of our money is missing. <laughs> Wait, Mom, what? What the hell is going on? Watchers, they stole our identity. We became prisoners of the game. See, we control your life. <laughs> the only way out is to win. Eventually, they end up in a Hunger's Game Thunderdome-type situation <laughs> where it seems things, everything happens to the death. The only plot that's left unrevealed by the trailer is, will she kill her new boyfriend? Thanks, trailer. Why do teens need so many post-apocalyptic stories these days? Whatever happened to kids just getting cancer and falling in love? <laughs> <laughs> that was the early 2000s, honey. <laughs> It's the ultimate in internet fame, doing stuff on the internet in the hopes of garnering the attention from a bunch of people who just can't wait to leave insulting comments yeah. about how you suck. Right? You know, we've goofed on this movie quite a bit, but uh, Adam, what do the critics say? They give it a swipe left. Tinder joke or grinder joke? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Part of this movie depends. Did you have sex? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of this movie is when Buscemi went right. What could possibly go right? I love you hey, for man. jumping in there. Good that, for you, well, my friend. Thank you. I that saw, is, that yes. was so funny. Well, he so said my wrong. opportunity. He said, "What could possibly go wrong?" Right? And we yeah, said, "Right." I just right, love yeah. that you said it with so well, much. He's been a lot wrong. Wrong. Well, you said right. Yeah. Yeah. You were right, and I'm wrong. It was perfect. It was just perfect. Because well, right we stopped. We stopped writing that down. Right? We just know to say that joke. Right? I mean, the joke is all, and it's always what could possibly go go right. Yeah. Look, it possibly go right. You but were the, reading along, I but thought. I was half reading along. <laughs> but he Literally. fully committed. <laughs> yeah. And that's really what I like about Karen said this it. reminds her of The Purge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very purgy. Welcome to Nerve, a game like Truth or Dare minus the truth. Watchers. Warning number one, if it's reminiscent of The Purge, don't do it. Don't do it, right? I, yeah. I thought exactly the same thing. It's crazy. I honestly yeah. did. Let's not. It's like The Purge. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Democratic National Convention right now, actually. <laughs> yes. Purge. 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 It's, it's, I don't know. We were talking about this yesterday. It's, it's, who's that really super smart guy that talks like this? Oh. Stephen uh, oh, Hawking? Like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy that he's involved. You trust him? Yeah, I totally would trust him, but I don't think he'd be getting involved in this. He'd be like, study and go to school and try to get a degree in something. I think that's what he would be worried about. That would be a great parody to play that music and then just have it describe the black holes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because this is sort of like the universe is ever expanding. expanding. <laughs> oh, okay. But you must go okay. and get a dress. I heard this was a good game. I don't know. I'm going to keep listening. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it wants me to go out and do things, but I think it wants me to go out a little farther. Than it, it makes okay. So even though I'm not going to go see this movie because Ghostbusters is still in theaters. Um, I think that this movie totally would have been something I would have been into at the right age. It just really captures that imagination of when you're young and you haven't really lived every possible scenario yet. And mm. so now the idea of getting pushed beyond your comfort level is so enticing and intriguing. Because by now, Buscemi's kissed strangers in public. It's not weird anymore, right? But when you're 20 and you haven't done that, it's kind of exciting. Well, it's it's, it's a classic horror stuff. It's like, yeah. what's the brand new thing? You know, let's have that kill teens. Like, right. Like, remember, the internet so, should kill teens. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they invented the internet. The first movie yeah. came out was called Swim Fan. 
Remember Swim Fred Fan? Fred yes. or The Net? The no, no, Swim Fan killed teens, oh, yeah. though. The, the Net. Yeah. Oh, Fred Savage was in Swim Fan, right? No, Fred Savage was in The Wizard, which was the Nintendo. Uh, okay. It doesn't kill people, but no, I think that's he was a great in Swim Nintendo fan. movie. Lawn, yeah, sure. Lawnmower Man, though, yeah. had to kill people. Oh, Lawnmower like, Man. Whatever yeah. it is. It's, how can we <laughs> get it to kill people? Because we invented virtual reality in 1991. <laughs> but to Karen's point, why are 20 somethings having midlife crises? It's like, yeah. you know, you really haven't lived much. You yeah. really haven't, uh, you know, pushed you yourself. Nor have I. I should. Jump in front of a bus. Yeah. I'm the one should be should be buying a Corvette and wearing my shirt open. I mean, come on. and wearing your shirt open. <laughs> right, that's the midlife crisis. Right, you're 20. My mom's always said that. She's like, w- w- when you're when you're a kid and you're a teenager into your 20s, around like, ah, you're young. You you haven't experienced the world. Don't even. I don't want to hear anything from you. You haven't even experienced the world. And then you reach that point where like, ah, you're old now. You know, you're, you're too you. old. You're to, too old. You're told to be young, <laughs> to be young and hip. And you're like, when was I just me? Karen says it all the time. Yeah. When, do, when just, am I the right age? Yeah, just 31. That was just the one. That's and that was it. it. And then pff, right over to the other. Hey, 40 somethings want to know what's going on with the internet? Watch this. You'll still be confused. You'll still be confused. <laughs> um, I, I, the other thing I told Paul is that when we were watching the trailer, I said, I've seen this before. It's called a car chase. And I just keep watching it because I want to see the guy eventually get pulled over. <laughs> and he's always going to have his pants down. They always are falling off. <laughs> and I always wonder what state, of, wrong place. Yep, <laughs> what state of undress the guy driving the car is going to be in. Because either he doesn't have a shirt on or his pants are falling down. Wait, what are you talking about? Like on the news when you oh, see this? Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that, on that video basically game? this video game is basically people at home waiting to see when it's going to stop and it's going to be ended either by the cops oh, or someone's yeah. going to die. And that's what a car chase is. I watch KTLA and I can't stop because I'm like, I know this is going to end. I want to yeah. be here when I it happens. I love when they cut away when someone's a, clearly about to get shot or something. Yes. They have to cut away real, real quickly. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that with like there was like a wild dog out in the street or or maybe it was a, a bear oh. some sort of animal, and they were they the helicopter had everything it's like oh, okay the police have and they have guns or something or something yeah. like and they go oh we're gonna cut away from that we'll uh, let you know how that resolves <laughs> those Powerball numbers <laughs> somebody <laughs> like oh I think I know the ending of that little story uh, I got a few other things here I want to talk about but Uh-oh. I want to jump right to our guest time Yay! and find out what's doing with our guest. Three timer on the old movie yeah. showcase. Yeah. You know what? One of these days you're going to get a white robe like they did on Sarah Live. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert Buscemi. Thanks for coming in. Sure. Good to see you. Sure. Good to see you. I heard, I heard this being discussed when we were on the old Toad Hop Network. Yes. You mm-hmm. appeared. Yeah, yes. I did. And yeah. you were here deal. once before. I remember we talked uh-huh. about White House Down. And then I did your <laughs> live. You I did your live yeah. stage show. That's true. Once. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that was I. That's I always a hard felt show. bad for our guest. Second City. Yeah, that's a tricky show because you not only have to come to like a rehearsal, but then you have to be memorized. And we're saying all this crazy comedy. <laughs> that like, was yeah. a rough show it's to bring guests intense. in on. No, this, it, we it have a fun. script and stuff. If we put there you was in a, a writing campaign to have me come in, be in every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we didn't get those letters. Sorry. You did. <laughs> it was either you or Bernie Sanders. I must have had your address wrong. <laughs> But, we, you know, it's funny. We know our style and, and this sort of things, and we just didn't think when we started bringing guests into that second sh- city show, it was like, oh, we're bringing you into a madhouse that we're used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is about right. Yeah. There is a, there is a, a distinct cadence. <laughs> so you have a problem locking a, locking a 40-minute script on Tuesday and have it memorized by Thursday? <laughs> Come on, guys. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then we do song and dance numbers. Yeah. What? Yeah. Remember, remember the choreography? So now, numbers. where can people come see you in your element? Right. Uh, my element, I do a show every month, Surprise Comedy. Uh, we have a Twitter account, uh, Twitter handle, Surprise Comedy. 
Um, we have a show this very Saturday. Yeah, yeah. When if you're here, if you subscribe to our podcast and you're getting this right away, yeah, they'll get it you're in Thursday LA, or Friday. It's Saturday. Yeah, it's this, this Saturday. We're at. It's been on. It's there's one. Go to my go to the Twitter account. And it'll give you the exact address. It's downtown LA. Cool. Uh, we've been doing it for four years now. Yeah. It starts uh, doors at sort of nine and show sort of nine fifteen. Uh, just five bucks to get in. Uh, drinks. Very pleasant. It's always fun. We get a very good crowd. I uh, got regulars. It's its own deal. My partner, Sophia Alexander, who's extremely funny also, mm-hmm. she bakes cookies every single week, <laughs> oh. every single month for it. Gluten free. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, gluten free. And so that's that. That's when that show happens. And, but, and the, you've had some great guests on it too. I mean, you've uh, like Baron Vaughn, who now you think now is the new Tom Servo for MST3K. The last time I oh, saw the cool. show, Baron yeah. Vaughn was there. And he's been there a few times, actually. Yeah, he's been there a few times. Had some really, really good uh, Emo guests. Phillips, we've had. Ah, you've had Emo? I we had that. Emo. We had oh, Emo on a Halloween. Oh. And that was in a yard because the, it's we got two selling points. One is that we don't pre announce the lineups. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we just don't. And the other thing is it's revolving venues. So we, we're in a different venue. So we've done 40 shows now. And, you know, we, we revisit venues. Yeah. You know. But you're at the brewery? Which but is we've the got if six or seven that we kind of revolve among. In the summer, we're all kind of always outside. Yeah. And in the in the winter we're indoors, a big living room, someone's big place. We saw him in an airplane hangar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there, cool. that was in the Santa Monica Airport. There was a friend of Sophia's has an art gallery in that big old airplane hang in a big old airplane hangar yeah. and we've had the show there. I mean the acoustics there aren't much cuz the ceiling's yeah. so high, but it's a, it's always a very 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 cozy affair cuz yeah. we have to we have to um, hustle to make the vibe right, so it's like throwing a party. So it's not yeah. the same show in the same uh, venue every time. You know, it's not like the same back of a bar every week. But or you whatever. announce where it is, even though it sh- switches around. But you don't announce the lineup, and that's the surprise. That's right? correct. There you go. Surprise comedy, and then we we have a quite a robust little. Um, uh, well, you can friendly friend us on surprise comedy, and then you can on DM. Yeah, and then yeah. you can D and then DM me, and I'll give you the. <laughs> what am I trying to say? We'll put you on our mailing list. We have a nice little email ma- mailing list, and then we also have our main ad, ad- advertisement is on uh, the an invitation in Facebook. Dude, Does that this is sense? like an it's after quite party. Penetrable. It is. It's, it's kind of like an after party. You have to like know somebody. Yeah, it's that's li- cool. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit, but it's very, 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 very fun and. Uh, yeah, we've made a little go of and that. And if in doubt, robertbuscemi.com. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You can find me there, and too. And every surprise show, the one surprise that's not a surprise is you will be performing. Yeah, you we get to perform see Robert every, We decided that very early on. <laughs> both, both of us are going to perform every single time. Uh, I don't know how we just, we were, were both just in. I think that's brilliant. That's what the movie guys do. Yeah, one of the pluses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bring on a guest, a comedy performer, but. First, we make you listen Ooh. to our sketches and uh, yeah. bits and things. And All right, very so, important. So, so Emo gave me a tag one time. Oh yeah. Oh, he, your first he heard me do this tag. Emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which emo, one? Emo, emo who? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, good point. Good point, joke. Adam. So it's a short joke. So I say Rodriguez. Emo Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a short joke. I say, I say, um, uh, I'm not. I don't. Call myself fat. I refuse to use that term. I'm just storing up against lean times. I call myself prudent. I'm just being prudent. <laughs> you know, I'm expanding my flesh portfolio. Right. So that's about as far as the joke had gotten. And emo saw that joke one time because he's at uh-huh. iOS a lot. Oh, cool. 
Because his okay. girlfriend is on Top Story Live. She does uh, uh, girlfriend oh, wife. That's a, current events show they yeah, do there, yeah yeah right? she's yeah. very very funny and they're very sweet together and he's there so i kind of have gotten to know him through that show just a touch that's cool and uh he saw that and he says you should say at the end that you have your doctor says you have to be careful because your aunt died because she was morbidly prudent <laughs> <laughs> how funny is that that's so great emo wrote a punchline for you that's emo nice. wrote a punchline for me that, that's, a, that's a good question. Morbidly nice. prudent. When you go see yeah. a stand-up, like in this room, I know we have many times, and we, we write a lot of material if you listen to the show. And, and Bart and I used to do this too. You'd see a stand-up and you go, oh, I got a, I got a punchline he should use for that. But yeah. I, what is the... It's so hard to approach. If you're What's emo, the protocol? Obviously, yeah. If you're emo, obviously, you come up and go, I have a joke. Good I'm question. A, I've been a comedian. Good question. Yeah. It just depends. Stand-ups are, are craving, uh, you know... Uh, empty people, so you never know. What, you never know what you're gonna get. I welcome it. You know, At most of the time, the person it's, it's terrible, not that it's yeah. not that good. A lot of the times, it's great. All right, so here's another one. Oh, okay. So I wrote on Twitter a tiny little joke, but it works just fine as it was. And then somebody replied, and the the second line was great. And I asked if I could use it, and now I use it. I say, well, give us the original All right, version. So the, so the so what I tweeted was. When are they going to just start calling it effing Glendale? Like, when are they going to quit calling it Glendale? Just start calling it effing Glendale because that's what everybody calls it. Yeah. And then the person tweeted back at me, except then everyone would have to say, Dag on it. Now I have to go all the way to effing effing Glendale. <laughs> Isn't that great? So it's collaborative. It's I, collaborative. I like I like you the know, collaborative with stuff. With the with the Boubet sisters, we get people suggest just the title of a song, uh-huh. and uh, so somebody said, you know, why don't you sing a song about um, wait a uh, post? You know that postman. Uh, wait a minute. Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Post- postman. Yeah. And we wrote an entire song based on Facebook because this person's like, wait a minute, don't you post that, is all they gave us. Yeah. Um, and so we expanded that, and it turns into a whole thing about when people take pictures of you and they tag you on Facebook, yeah. don't post that until I put a filter on it. Don't and post it, that. it was just a seed, but now we have a whole number. Sure. So, yeah, I think it's always fun That's to share great. it. And if it's not funny, you just go, oh, thanks, and, and stand- don't use it. If stand-ups are weird about it, they're just weird people. They're weird. There's a lot yeah, of them are weird people, true. but I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, and if somebody it. likes you enough to come up and share, they get listening. enthusiastic. They're li- they've been listening. They listened. They and that's pay attention to your style and the yeah. kind of stuff that you would do. It's, a, it's flattering. Yeah, I think it's a read in the moment because mm-hmm. if it's yeah. coming from if it's coming from just an audience member, I'll always listen to it because eh, you know well, they're, they're really yeah. not trying to correct me. Uh, they just think they're being helpful. Yeah. And if it's coming from another comedian, it depends on yeah. the attitude of that comedian. Yeah, and I true. actually approached a guy who had a joke about Viagra, and he said something. His, his punchline was. Um, you know, there's a warning on it that says uh, if you have an erection for more than four hours, see a doctor. He said, uh, I had an erection for four years uh, in high school. And I, I said, well, you have to turn that around. I had, you know, maybe that was my punchline. <laughs> yeah, he said, for four years, I had an yeah. erection in high school. And I said, no, no, you should say, I had an erection for for four years. It was called high school. Ah, yeah. And uh, he was very... No, rec- that's good. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Did you get through all that crap that I... <laughs> no, I totally didn't. I totally screwed up that joke. Joke you, doctor. You want to well, put the funniest moment at yeah. the very end so yeah. that when they start laughing, you're done talking. Yeah. Because yeah. you that's don't want to be talking over oh, yeah, the yeah. laugh. Yeah, we yeah. write... That's how we... I've, oh, whenever we write our material, I, I always... The first draft is always the funny thing at the beginning, and I say, yeah, no, I got to... 
flip it around, put the yeah. funny thing yeah. at the very last yeah. thing. It's always in the order of what made you laugh. So you put that there, but then as you start to structure it, you go, oh, well, if that's the thing that made me even want to write the joke to begin with, it's well, then I have, the to, yeah, I have to front yeah. load with info that then leads up yeah. to And on uh, going, I don't know why this became a comedy. It's a, great, it's a joke it's clinic. A joke <laughs> clinic. <laughs> it's a joke and then clinic. something that the boobets have learned is that whenever you're writing jokes on stage you're you change it you always have to keep changing it but when you write a comedy song we uh we found that with our downtown song we just keep repeating the <laughs> chorus each time without changing it because by the third time they start singing the dirty thing along with you yeah, that's ah. good because smart. you can do that in song but you can't really do that in stand-up that would be, be weird. going smart downtown going downtown yeah <laughs> so if we would change it up thinking we're being clever but we were trying too hard if you don't yeah. know, the boobets are a uh, ribald, uh, <laughs> uh, ribald <laughs> songstresses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Robert, would you consider yourself an absurdist comedian? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Because I've used Just that, look at him. Well, He's I've wearing used a fish shirt. Absolutely. Description to, 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 uh, I've described him as such to other people, and I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. I didn't know whether or not you would appreciate I'm as that. weird as they come. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think I'm not. I forget that I am. And, and somebody who's not seen me before, very bright people will kind of go, you're doing something up there. I, that's really something. Yeah. And I go, and you know what? It's a little exhaust. It's a little bit of an exhausting mantle to freaking have to yeah. hold. I'm serious. Because well, a people have to listen. Well, oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, you they gotta do. Tune into yeah. You, you right got to tune in, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. I mean, and you have to follow your premise. Like people have to go there with you. Yeah. They can't just. Yeah, kind that's of right. That's already right. Already go. Absolute, oh, I know what it's like to go to the right. store. You're like, no, that's no, right. hang on. And, and the tough thing about being an absurdist, I guess you you, you want to say it, the non-traditional kind of thing, is I've seen you perform the exact same sets more more than once. And you have to ingratiate the audience in a certain way. Like there's a special challenge to how you begin and get them on your side yeah. so that the other things yeah. start to. And if and I've, I've seen that happen before where you didn't quite get them on yeah. your side. <laughs> and then things that ordinarily would be killing yeah. with it, with yeah. another audience, like they just didn't quite yeah. catch up. It's a, it's a really tough it can, challenge. It can actually. be a tough road to hoe. But yeah. I consider myself squarely in line with Stephen Wright, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Martin, Dimitri Martin. Uh, just very Jeselnik is kind of has that sort what? of where he'll I, give you a, a trick you into the punchline where yeah. you didn't where, where it would take the first part of the sentence and yeah. all of a sudden you realize oh you could think of that in yeah. a different context yeah. you know but I really 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 admire Anthony Jeselnik because he does a joke mm -hmm. and then he'll it'll be harsh or he'll make fun of the audience if they don't get it mm -hmm. but then he'll just do another joke and another joke and another joke and, and so much stand up at this moment is just extremely muddy drunken very recent autobiography sort of told for the first time <laughs> right there so live well put. Yeah. and exactly. i just yeah. oh it exhausts me <laughs> yeah it exhausts me but yeah and that good, is good but joke Nick, really solid joke and he lives it he lets it live or die he makes fun of it if it doesn't go mm -hmm. and you if it doesn't go like he wants it but then he's on to the next joke yeah. on to the next joke on to the next joke which is what dimitri martin does too actually yeah, oh. yeah same, same but i really admire that and it's not it's very much the minority of people a, who are doing big, that right now. I'm a big content guy too. Yeah. You know, working the yeah. first five rows is impressive, but when you bring content, that's where I'm more impressed. Well, whenever yeah. you're doing comedy songs, you can't even get into that messy. You have to do joke, joke, joke. Yeah. Because you have to be able to sing it with two other people. But, have to know what you're doing. <laughs> right. But you guys you do segments to, in between where yeah. you do talk to the audience, and that's yeah. And I don't know if you've ever found that they haven't quite gotten what you guys are doing, and that that segment. 
is a way to draw them in in a certain way? It's know. a way to connect to them, but at the same time, we have to cue the next song so we can't get lost in mud. Yeah. And I think, in a way, it's a blessing because yeah. we either have to structure. we have to structure it. It yeah. just and we have to trust. Yo, that's the trick. The reason people go muddy is because then they can fix things if they made yeah. a mm. if they wrote something that's not quite working. But when you just write material and you have to yeah. count on it, yeah. it's pretty scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd that's consider right. yourself part of the alt scene here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So that that is a common theme, that instant autobiography, that storytelling, mm-hmm. and and Adam and I kind of floated around in that for a couple years ago, yeah. and we noticed right away that as much as they're trying to break the mold and say we're not like traditional Seinfeld standups, they are all the same as well. They're all doing that. Yeah. What you? I wish I. Paul, are you recording this? Because I want to hear that again. The way, you, the way you phrase that, that instant self Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm sorry, go but ahead. But the, they all do it. Yeah. And so when somebody comes up like you who has a punchline and who has a structured joke, it's, it's, so, it's, appreciated. it's so much more refreshing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to slog through attitude and tone and delivery and, yeah. and all well, of that. Well, it's funny. You go. I mean, can you think of a single Robin Williams stand-up joke that he did on stage? A joke. That was structured. The moon, via like a scrotum, hangs low in the sky. Well, that's, no, that's nice. the old, that's old, nice. old Robin Williams. Yeah, <laughs> but he would just but even that. He would like, just kind of. Yeah. He didn't have structured jokes and scripts in his head. He would sort of race improvisationally, which was a wonderful thing. But it's a totally, 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 totally different kind of energy than yeah. actually scripting your jokes piece by piece. So, yeah. So who are your heroes? Are the ones you say? Steve you reflect, Martin. Like Steve Adam Martin. and I were talking about yeah, this we were just before. This. Steve Martin is the absolute ninety percent of all my heroes. First comedy one, I've ever heard. In one hero. Yeah. yeah. He's the the very top for me. He and Carlin are my top two. No yeah. question. Carlin's great. And yeah. Talk about material. Carlin. Yeah, Carlin. I mean that was just like he would have those those rants where he would go on where you're just like, my God, the immaculate structure of this, it must have taken forever to to uh, get that down. It's an economy of words that he ends up with yeah. in the end. You know, he probably wrote more, whittled it down, says just as much as he needs to, and gets the laugh. Yeah. And, the, and the thing about Steve Martin, which he discussed in his uh, his, his book, was the, uh, the idea that, you know, there's a tension to the setup, and then the, it's released with the punchline. But what you do, and what maybe uh, Jeselnik does, definitely what Steve Martin does, or uh, is that he decided to experiment with uh, prolonging that tension until the audience would find their own place to laugh, yeah, yeah. and then and, and they would play on that. Where yeah. I know you obviously will cue the audience with with particular punchlines, but it's interesting that tension of like, you know, of, of, of uh, how you string it along uh, and, yeah. and find your laugh in strange places. Well, it's interesting. I never, I, I never. I'm working on material. It's probably that way. Yeah. Born Standing Up is the name of that book. It's the yeah, absolute Born best. Book oh, that's ever. the Robert Ludlum. Born Standing Up. That's <laughs> the one. Okay. But it's interesting. You never. I never have any idea what's gonna work and what's not. It's just over time. Yeah. You know, ten times out of nine, eight times out of ten, one works. So you keep it around. And other times, something that doesn't feel. Thema- I just never know what the arrangement of syllables is gonna be that's gonna work or evoke something for people. And it can be the strangest thing, and it will evoke and evoke, and it works and works and works. And something else that's not quite as strange or even stranger, I just never know mm-hmm. beforehand. Do you, do you record your stuff so you can go back and listen? Because oh, yeah. that helps us a lot, too. Because we did this song, um, Give a Job, to get Give a, job. a Job. And we sang this whole song about giving blow jobs to get what you want around the house. <laughs> and we didn't think it hit when we did it. And we were like, oh, let's not do that again. And I was listening to some of the game tapes, and the audience was cracking up yeah, well, and i'm there like you go. 
they really liked it, but we were so busy trying to remember it and trying mm-hmm. to do it that we were like, ah, I don't know. And now we use it all the time and people love it. And we had to trust the audience, not ourselves. Yeah. There's no, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's no rhyme or reason. You no. can't tell. Sometimes you work and work and work and work on a piece and it goes beautifully. Sometimes you work and work and work on a piece, a piece and nobody gives a damn. Other times you make up something on the spot as a tag and it turns out better yeah, than the joke the that yep. led up to and it. So then you have to make sure you put it back in with that same surprised Which honesty. Which is almost impossible. Yeah. And you consider yourself a bit of a wordsmith. Yes, I do. I do not mollycoddle lollygaggers. Yes, I <laughs> do. It's one of my, <laughs> my favorite Buscemi lines. <laughs> well, I like to excoriate the audience before I've begun. <laughs> and that's one way to sort of challenge them to keep up. The, the another favorite joke of yours, I'm going to do it in front of you, is uh, this chicken was not only free range chicken, but it was self governing. Oh my God! Had access to spas in gymnasium. Not gymnasium, gymnasium. Yeah. That is a classic to Free range and yeah. self governing chicken. Yeah. That's brilliant. Unionized. Unionized <laughs> with access to spa and gymnasium. And it's the gymnasium. <laughs> That really, for me, just drives all of that home. Now, is that, I mean, that's obviously all done on purpose, right? I mean, or or is that just... That then leads leads into, then I say the Germans. That's how they pronounce it. The Germans have great words for everything. The way they say puppet theater. They say say, Puppentheater. And I eat the mic on that. (laughs) Puppentheater. So that's my excuse to do that. So it leads into that. I, I grew up with a Ger- My best friends were German and their parents spoke German. And it's always, it's a very kinky, weird, funny language. Yeah. Not I, to be I sung. Think. Not to be sung. Yeah, I think. So anyhow, that's that. Do not I, can't, I can't recommend enough. Uh, Steve Martin is touring now with Martin Short. Mm. You may know this. We went to Vegas and saw it. Have you seen it? I haven't. I do know that they tour sometimes, but you saw it? Oh my goodness. Well, it, can't, they, it went well, I guess. And now they, they're playing all over the place. And they're going to wow. come to both... Somewhere down near San Diego and Santa Barbara Bowl very soon. Oh, I have to see this. Worth it. The first eight minutes of the show, Steve Martin does stand up. Yeah. So, I heard oh. that he's been doing it again. Yeah. That's well, amazing. Apparently, it all came out of his cars, comedians in cars getting coffee with I Seinfeld, which is also excellent if you haven't seen I it. I did see it. Yeah, because they just talk about stand up. And I did it's like, see it. and someone wrote about that and said, you know, you get Steve Martin on a show and all he wants to talk about is art. And here he finally gets <laughs> on somewhere and talks about stand up. Yeah. Damn and banjo. sure enough, uh, I guess what came out of that is him wanting to. Go on Beautiful. stage. So Seinfeld played somewhere in New York, the Beacon or something, and said, oh, I got an opener tonight. Yeah. Uh, you may have uh, heard of him. And then Steve Martin comes yeah, on stage. Yeah, I heard about went, that. And he did like eight or nine minutes. I think it's the same eight or nine that he perfected and is now oh. opening the show. Is with. It, is I it, would love to go to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's Santa just Barbara insanity Bowl. the rest of the night. Isn't it amazing how Martin Short is still such a master showman? Like on the Saturday Night Live, like 40th anniversary, like a lot of them have kind of lost it. Jeffy Chase can't really drop a line anymore. Oh my God, no. uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, doing an old sketch, and I'm like, I could do it better. I have it memorized. You don't sound like that. You're not sounding <laughs> like Dan that. Dan Aykroyd. Okay, let's just stop for a it's second. Just, what is going on? He used to be a fantastic actor. Doesn't matter. He's earned his genius. Watch his what first four years of Saturday Night Live. On? There's no one better. But. He can't even <laughs> nail that small cameo in Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's well, really. Okay, at least he plays working class kind of. I know. Voice. But uh, but Martin Short. Martin Short. It's like can he nail never, stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, it just might as well be 1995. He's just the guy's just bounding off the walls and. He uh, looks like it's 1995, by the way. Yeah. He's like yeah. such a song and dance man yeah, too. He is, like he he's is. that kind of guy. Yeah. He's got Tonys to back that up. Yeah. Mm. I, I the comedians cars getting coffee. I could listen to masterful comedians talk about writing uh, uh, humor all day. Oh wait, don't everyone turn this off. 
<laughs> I Our think that's a good cue to get on to. Uh, yeah, we had some other stuff to talk about. But, See, I tried to write that. That's uh, good. It's time to wrap things up the best oh, way possible God. with Karen's I'm over birthdays. Here melting. We're having like a heat wave, and all of a sudden I'm like it's having hot water. Karen is literally me. glistening. Jeez, I'm going to have a heat wave. I'm Let's write a parody a, song right ah, now. You're a good have, glistener. I'm going to have a heat wave. So gonna what would that be? A, a heat flash? A hot flash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a hot flash. Hot flash. She has her specialty light, and it must be. It must be what it is. So it's time for Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. And let me get the right cue up here. Here we go. Time. All right, this is going to be kind of fun. Bart, uh, I'm going to celebrate Catherine Hahn's birthday. Hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. She turns 43, but she can play anywhere from pretty to funny. Yes. And that lady is pretty darn yeah. funny. 43. 43, yeah. Mm-hmm. What have I done with my life? <laughs> now, of course. Oh. It's all you those years you spent not learning the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> now, she is those a bad years mom continue. that's opening this week. And uh, I got to say, she has a little experience being a bad mom because we alluded to it earlier, but she plays the mom of those kids that go to visit their grandparents in the visit. Yeah. And she's such a bad mom that she doesn't organize any sort of way to make sure that the right parents pick grandparents pick up the kids. She is the real bad mom. She's a horrible mother. <laughs> she sent her children off to be killed by, by her mysterious old people. Fake, fake grandparents. Fake old people. <laughs> and she's also in Bad Words with Jason Bateman. Ah, I love that, that one movie. about the spelling bee. You've seen oh, it? Good. Oh, yes. I need to see that. I, I love me some Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, my God. He's great. I'll see masterful. anything. Oh, is she good in it? I forget. You forget. Yeah, that's okay. Because <laughs> I paid a lot of attention. To now, things. gentlemen, I know that you're oh, both yes. from Ohio as well, and she is from Cleveland, Ohio. <gasps> Did you know this? My home. It's not really yeah. Ohio, but... Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she um, first got the her start <laughs> as in... Now, this is the thing they always tell theater actors. Do theater and you'll get discovered. And I know no theater actors <laughs> who've been discovered in theater. But anyway, she was playing Lily in some role, and NBC discovered her in the Williamstown Theater Festival in Massachusetts. And they wrote a part for her in Crossing Jordan, the part of Lily. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. yeah I know. It was uh, kind of exciting, that the fact that she was not only discovered, but they wrote a role for her. I've always wanted that. I know. Bart, we've written this for you. We've written this for and, you. And then the you guy says, can't go my wrong. God, that's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you. We thought of you. And uh, it's always kind of fun to hear about parts that these people have auditioned for that they didn't get. And then you go, I can't imagine them in that role. She actually auditioned for Pam in the office. What? That'd be weird, right? Very yeah. weird. I, I'm kind of understand why they would cast that other woman. Well, that would be what year, mm. though. I mean, she would be a... Yeah. Younger, obviously. But even still, she has this kind of interesting edge to her. She has yeah, a sexy true. edge to her yeah. that she just can't get rid of. Mm. Yeah. So I would have I would have found that kind of interesting. But we remember her from Captain Fantastic. Sure. What? Transparent. Cool. No. Transparent. Tomorrowland. Yes. And we're the Millers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Oh, yes. All right. See, it's sometimes kind of fun whenever we celebrate birthdays of What's people that aren't quite as as you know well known. Wasn't as we she like think. one of the Anchormans? She was in the original. She Anchorman. was. Uh, yeah. Two. Was it two? Two, I'm pretty What's sure. Was it the original? Oh, I don't know. I put it there because I thought you might... Adam, it's not a superhero might... movie. All right. Ah, it's a Mortensen drama. That's what threw him it. off. All right. And let's also it's not wish... an Elton John doc, either. It's the week <laughs> of birthdays for moms. Let's wish a happy birthday to Kristen Bell. Oh. Oh. Ring-a-ding-ding. Oh, yeah, she turns 36. 
But she can play anywhere from a high schooler to an adult woman. She has quite a range. She is rangy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was 27 when she was playing a high schooler. She was playing 17. She Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars. Yeah. She was 27? Yeah, but you know, she's God. tiny and petite and blonde oh. and adorable. Um, she's also in The sure. Boss with uh, Melissa McCarthy. She played Claire, and she Claire. was a great mom in that movie. So she actually has a history of playing good oh, okay. moms. And we know her from Frozen. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. Did you no, guys see it? she's that? a singer. I, I saw it. Yeah, she's a singer. I she's in musical it. theater. Oh, mm -hmm. what did she play? The the little little Weaselton mayor guy? Uh, no. no, she played <laughs> Anna. <laughs> I don't know. It's Did, Anna. You saw that? Of course it's I saw Anna it. She was the voice the of Anna. I like she Disney was, stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, she, now, you guys have heard of Reefer Madness, right? The stage yes. play? Well, again, another moment of someone on stage getting picked for the movie. It has happened twice with these women. Wow. She was playing Mary Jane in Reefer Madness, oh, the stage that. musical, and she was asked <laughs> to reprise the role in the film version, the movie musical of Reefer Madness. And she's a huge fan of Amy Poehler and Cher. And gentlemen, I want you to tell me, what movie did she finally get to work with her one of her uh, big heroes in? She worked with Cher in a movie. Do we know what movie that was? Mask. <laughs> no. Yeah, she played the boy in Mask. It was so sad. She was so moving. She died. She can play anywhere from a woman to a man. And then she was uh, she was dead and, and on the sofa, and Cher came in and said, Wake up! Wake up! You gotta go to... Gotta work. Cher was so good in that moment. You know, but what? I think it was that actress' actress's strength in playing a dead, deformed it, person. Playing Rocky Dennis, a dead, deformed yeah. couch potato. All right, Robert. Here's the deal. I think I would rather see that couch potato that's all deformed played by a not woman. Say that. It's a challenging part. I did not say that. She actually was in burlesque, but I think what you're saying oh, that's right. is so much better than burlesque. No, Bell was you know who that actress was? No. Rocky Dennis? Yes. It was a guy. It was Eric Stoltz. <laughs> yeah, it was Eric Stoltz. <laughs> that actress was Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> who was really playing Marty McFly. No, wait a minute. But, burlesque yes. just got watchable. Now that I know Kristen Bell might be in a being yeah, hot. Bart, is it? Uh, again, I saw it with the Russian gymnast for $28 a seat. Adventures away from TBS once. At the Royal Gold uh, and did not get laid that night. Now, you guys all think that Kristen Bell is very hot. She was num num named number 46 on Maxim Magazine's Hottest Women of 2007. She was voted PETA's Sexiest Vegan. Yeah. She was named 24 on Stuff Magazine's 100 Sexiest Women. She does have a lazy eye. Which she demonstrated on right. uh, some television talk show. But you wouldn't <laughs> think that a woman with a lazy eye would be able to be <laughs> one of the hottest women. But we have that no. to look for. She has a lazy eye? I thought yeah. you were going to say she's petite like Gandhi. Oh. <laughs> she, gives it, she gives it coffee before the cameras roll. <laughs> and wakes up her eye. You can only tell if they're asked to dart around madly. And I guess she just doesn't have that in a lot of Perhaps her roles. Perhaps not. She Perhaps never plays not. shifty. You ever notice that? Yeah. Never plays shifty. You do not. Or you'll be able to tell that. Now, Bart, you know I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Robert. This probably happens to you all the time, and you, and you know what to tell people when they say to you, can you please tell me two interesting things about Karen it's Volpe? The first thing you tell them is, of course, that she does not molly, molly coddle lollygaggers. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert, that's number one. You want to step in on this? because he's <laughs> She does not. Bungle the line. Maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Molly coddle lollygaggers. That's, that's right. number one. Do that's not the first do thing that. about Karen. The second thing is that she loves when celebrities sing. I do, and so I thought, oh gosh, wouldn't it be fun to have this Kristen Bell sing something from Frozen? Then I said, no, I don't want to hear that. So instead, we right? So I dug a little deeper and found her singing. I don't even know why. It was in the Emmy Awards. She's singing Fame. 
So here's a little of nice. Kristen Bell singing some song. fame. And if you want to go to the video and watch it, she's got a half shirt on. <laughs> Makes her sound even better. <laughs> Does she look shifty? She looks shifty. Let's do an IMDb search for how many people have played a character named Shifty. <laughs> writing that down. Picture Robert Buscemi dancing around to this. I could too. I'm already doing that. Yeah, we're ice skating around the I'm frozen totally. pond. We, we put you back in that box at the end of the show. <laughs> Nothing but this and mommies. <laughs> All right, well, that is a wrap. Wraps into the movie showcast, everybody. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook and uh, dot com slash the Movie Guys, iTunes, Instagram, Google Plus, whatever. We're there. And thank you once again to all of our listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, As a matter of fact, remember that if you want to see our show live, Paul and I are still coming back in October. We'll do the movie guys there with you guys. Yes, and if you're a filmmaker, talk to us about talking to you on the show. Mm -hmm. Western New York filmmakers, come out. Uh, Thanks to Robert Buscemi. Yay! Thank you. It's been an honor. Twitter, at Robert Buscemi. That's right. RobertBuscemi.com. Yeah. What else should we know about uh, those two will get you pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, we move into the August films with Suicide Squad and the ultimate in counter-programming, a family film where Kevin Spacey plays a cat. We'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Robert. Tie, tie your shoe uh, for the, now the rehearsal's over. <laughs> Go ahead and tie your shoe. For God's sake, stop looking so shifty. <laughs> <laughs>